You are about to listen to Defending Black Girlhood Podcast, and I'm your host, Lalita G. I'm a black mother. Look, I don't care what Mookie Mae Mae and Lakeisha oh, Mama does. I'm not Mookie Mae Mae and Lakeisha's uh, Mama. Tripping. A preacher. Give me the key of D. And Mary had a little baby, and his name was Jesus. A life coach. Look, girl, if Chump don't want no help, Chump don't get no help. Oh, and a singer. And I, and I, and I, no, I ain't a singer. Most of all, I'm an advocate for black girls everywhere they are. And I'm telling you right now, I am unapologetic as hell about my fierce advocacy for black girls to be safe in their homes, schools, and communities. Join us for courageous conversations about topics that most impact our girls and be inspired to do your part in defending black girls in your part of the world. So by now we all know that I'm not a singer, but I am Lelada G, your host of the new podcast, Defending Black Girlhood. And I have been moved, dedicated, um, called to do work with black girls. And I've been working with, with black girls for about 30 years now. And over the time, my work has really grown and elevated, you know, just from just doing regular empowerment work with black girls to really doing deep healing work and becoming much more aware of the understanding of trauma and how that's being played out in our girls and wanting to do something towards that end that is on a larger scale of having conversations. I've I've talked to black women throughout the African diaspora about the status of black women and girls and all of those many conversations are important, are enriching, and are life-changing. And to be able to come and have a platform like a podcast to talk about these issues on a larger scale, to involve more women about the things that I think we need to be talking about. And so I've, I've started a nonprofit that is also entitled Defending Black Girlhood that is really just committed to making sure that we as black women, first of all, are focused in on this issue and the various issues that impact black girls as a whole, this having these important conversations and um, being able to bring these stories to you, these questions to you, these ideas to you that we as a larger community of black women can explore, but then also to, you know, would-be allies that want to be there for black girls in a better way, in a stronger way, in a truer way, in a more authentic way, and in a more effective way to begin to protect them, defend them, love them in a safe way. And so um, I'm really excited about this. It's been a while since I've been at the mic been really working on what is my next project, how do I want to present it, what do I want to bring forth. And what has come out of months of strategizing is the podcast Defending Black Girlhood. And it just seemed to make the most sense 
really vibing with what my work is and, and being at the point in my life what I want my legacy to be. And it's really about defending black girls and making sure that they're safe in their homes, in their schools, in their communities. So this seemed like the best way to frame the voice that I want to put out in the world, defending black girlhood, having conversations with women in particular um, on topics that most impact black girls locally, nationally, and internationally, looking at these issues and not just wanting to just talk about it, but want to be able to explore it through very strategic conversations and look at what we can learn and resources that we can share to help to empower you, the listener, to take what we're talking about in a very real way to apply it to your life, to apply it to your community, to apply it to your church, to your school, to make life safer for black girls just to be girls. And so I am excited that I am joined with my dynamic duo, Cassie Marzette, hey, hey, who is <laughs> serving as the creative director, definitely one of the most creative people that I know. And I'm thrilled that you're going to be working on this project. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you are. And then my ace boon coon, Alexandra G. Lewis, who is serving as a producer on the podcast. How are you doing, Alexandra? Great. It's amazing to to see this actually come into fruition. Yeah. It's been crazy just to, to talk about it for so long and to not see it just stop as a vision, especially yeah. for you as a visionary, but to see it move past that. Yeah, because that's kind of thing with visionaries. Yeah. We think and think and talk about and expand Imagine what it could and... be. And, oh, how about if we add sparkles, <laughs> you know, and then right. we don't ever kind of get to it. So, you know, I'm very excited to introduce them to you because they are really much of the heartbeat of what I do creatively in this world. And I'm just really grateful that they are on this project with me. And so we kind of have had a lot of input from, you know, black women. I've reached out to my networks across the nation, globally getting ideas of the type of topics that we should talk about. And, you know, where we should go. And we have gotten some fantastic ideas and really wasn't sure which one to kind of start with until, you know, I got a message from you, Alexandra, from from my friend Cynthia about an idea that she had on doing a show and she had just suggested an interview, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, with... Kiara Hill, who in 2015 reported that her mother had killed her cousin. And I think the reason that Cynthia wanted to talk about this particular topic was because there was a quote of this young lady saying she did it because she wanted to stop generational curses in her family. And I just thought that was extremely powerful um, I think all three of us can attest to um, the very ugly side of generational curses. So can. You know, and how, you know, stories <laughs> yeah. keep getting told and retold in families. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, that's just even a whole other topic in itself, just talking about historical trauma and the things that we as black women get passed down and passed down. And so 
initially I thought this was going to be a one and done. I was going to interview her, talk about it. Cause I think it took a lot of courage for her to do what she did. And it ended up not being that, mm-hmm. you know, um, first of all, you know, reaching out through some mutual acquaintances and wanting to bring her on. This was something that she did not want to do and reached out to her sister as well. And so as I started digging into the story, it ended up being much deeper than I thought it was. And it was a story that needed to be told and that I found that could be told without even the major players in the story. So, you know, you guys have seen kind of this process and definitely been a part of the process of just bringing the story of Erica Hill to the airways. Why do you all think that this is an important story to tell? <laughs> Should I start? Do you all start? think this is an important story to tell? <laughs> Absolutely. I think for one, who else would have been talking about it? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Cynthia bringing that up and you riding that wave and pouring into this, no one else would have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this happened. Yeah. I don't think really any of us knew. Definitely not to the Not to the, the extent. Depth. Yeah. Right. I had heard about it, you know, back in 2015 when it broke, you know, the story broke, but I didn't know the depth and the width of it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Um, Cassie, how about you? As someone who has experienced not feeling like my voice has been heard and not feeling seen, this is a level of unseen, if there mm-hmm. ever was one, you yes. know, and just the invisibility of her and the sense of, you know, did anyone care? Was anyone, did anyone hear her? Did Was she right. important to anybody? Those are some of the questions that I struggle with, and I didn't have half of the situations rem- remotely, <laughs> you know, as, as she experienced, and so... um I think for me being a storyteller now and knowing the importance of story um, in order to seek that validation, to feel validated, to be seen, Mm -hmm. um, to feel important, this, she can't, she can't share her own story. Right. So, you know, being part of this project or any project that comes with defending black girlhood, um, there's going to be that element of, showing now right you know kind of exposing you know empowering engaging in these in these stories and these um that that need to be told right you know and that that deserve a voice whether it's someone else telling it or the person themselves telling it unfortunately in this case you know we we got to do it for right right Mm -hmm. and you know as we're looking at a lot of the top issues that are impacting black girls. We know nationally, one of the big issues is this ungodly number of black women and girls who have been reported missing. And they're kind of dancing around with 65,000 black girls and women have been reported missing. And, you know, Erica's story really falls into that context. So if we're looking at the big picture of the 65,000, it feels very overwhelming to anybody to really know what to do, 
how you're supposed to respond, what does this even mean? So that taking that big picture and, and kind of narrowing it down to taking a real in-depth look at one black girl from our community that was missing essentially 12 years and never reported. So even as we're looking at the numbers and talking about the numbers of 65,000, that's based on reports. So we really don't even know how big this issue is. But what I'm hoping is that by taking this deep dive look at this one story that falls in those numbers that will come out the other end having a greater appreciation that each one of those 65,000 plus has a story, has a story behind it. I think something important that you said too is that this is an overwhelming issue and we don't know the fullness of it, but through this story, we can care about the one and right. find that change through the one right. and focus and zero in on that one. Right. And then hopefully, you know, other stories that we've heard, you know, for you all, the listeners in your own communities, because sharing these missing girls on Facebook ain't getting it. That ain't the work, mm-hmm. you know, just push and right. share. That is not the work. And so we really have to, I think as black women, it's impacting us. It's impacting our girls. And no one on a major scale seems to be caring about it or doing anything about it. So it's, it's upon us to to really deal with this. And so we go real in-depth with Erica's story, with as many conversations as we have been able to have with folks that were in and around and involved. There's a lot of folks who I wanted to have conversations with who um, declined. And so I think just putting it out there, you know, we are not a news team. We're not journalists. You know, we're just black women who are committed to telling black women and girls stories and and defending black girlhood. And so um, as the listener, as we're going through and we're doing this as our first season, we're doing the Who Killed Erica Hill audio documentary. You know, we invite you to be a real part of it by, you know, sharing the questions that you have and engaging with us about each conversation that we're going to be having throughout this process and letting us know what you think, you know, and, and what's on your mind and what are lingering questions that you have and, um, I think we are definitely looking at this as being kind of like an ongoing thing, you know, where we might come back with some updates because I'm hoping that after it comes out that maybe some folks who weren't willing to talk right now might be more open. Like, I don't really know what people think I'm trying to do. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? But you get so comfortable with not talking about it, with not facing it, with not... Yeah. Having to go back to that place. Right. Right. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. And I mean, we'll unfold this more, but I think we're not, we 
we as black women are not talking enough about the issues that are most impacting our black girls. We're not talking about it to our girls. We're not talking about it enough with one another. We're not bringing up these issues in various forums and making sure that our voices and our issues are being covered. We're not talking enough. And so we're hoping that with this podcast um, in general and with this series specifically, that not only are we going to be having critical conversations with folks, but that it strikes a chord with you where you are to have some critical conversations. And so we're really excited about bringing this podcast to the airways. And, you know, if you if you like what you hear as you listen in, we ask you to please share and please engage with us to let you know, you know, the thoughts that you have. You can go to lilada.org, L-I-L-A-D-A dot O-R-G. And on the comment page, you can definitely let us know questions and thoughts that you have. And then also we encourage you to subscribe because then we'll we're able to let you know when new episodes are coming up. And as we get like different information in between, we may not do a whole nother episode. We might just share some information in our newsletter. So it helps keep you in the know and it helps keep you updated with what we're doing. And so you can also subscribe right there on the website. Again, it's L-I-L-A-D-A dot O-R-G. And if this is something that really touches you and touches your heart and you would like to support us, we do invite you to go to our Patreon page. And that is a site where I'm just talking about the various creative projects that we're going to be working on and inviting you in to be a patron for us. And so you can go to patreon.com forward slash Lalata. I always forget how to spell it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash, I do remember how to spell my name, Lalata. And so, you know... So we invite you to join us in that way. So this is going to be your mama's podcast. Guarantee you that. Well, it's going to be your mama's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not going to be your mama's podcast. And so we want to do some things that haven't been done. And we invite you to come along on the journey with us. So thank you for tuning in and get ready to dig in. Grab a drink and get ready to dig in. No. (laughs) Now, I know there might be some folks out there who want to say that all girls matter. You know, but yes, all girls do matter. But on this podcast, black girls is what we're talking about. And defending them. Without apology. Without apology. So... You know, I don't want to wish any negativity on me, but like if you're thinking about writing something about this being racist because I'm talking about defending black girls, go do something else because I won't even give a damn. Okay, so you can do it if you want to, but I'm at the stage in my life I have emptied out my bucket of fucks. So, just so you know that. So, I have no apology about talking about 
black girls and defending black girls and the issues of black girls and what black girls need and how wonderful black girls are and how powerful black girls are. Black girls, black girls, blickly black girls, black, 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 black girls defending them. That's what this is going to be doing. Is that kind of what you were thinking of? Is that more my personality? <laughs> black, black, black. Look at you. Black, 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 black. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> we found Miss Milady G. Oh my God.